Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Closed on the Weekdays. As always, it's your boy Christian. Playboy Mike. And for today's episode, uh, we're in for a doozy. You know, a lot of things have been going on, you know, a lot of big artists. And for today's episode, you know, just want to transition it into you guys. It's going to be a hip hop themed episode. If that doesn't interest you, you know, pop on off. But with further ado, without further ado, let's get rolling. So, Mike, this is your episode. What do you want to start off with, man? Uh, let's see. Um, I guess everyone in the hip-hop world or anyone that's followed hip-hop or likes hip-hop uh, knows that uh, Kanye is fucking with us, basically, and uh, not dropping... Um, album and midst of all this you know whatever usual Kanye goodness there's been some resurfaced and reheated beef that uh, everyone kind of thought had kind of died off um, and it's with uh, everyone's favorite light skin Drake wouldn't you say well I mean didn't who's the one that threw the shots now wasn't it Drake that well, got this on. Is a, this is an ongoing beef. No, I know that, but I'm saying what started it, well, not really what started it, it was kind of more of like what got a big response was Drake going on Trippy Red's trash ass album, Waste of, an, waste hey, of a Feature. Hey, we're not calling anyone trash on this, this podcast. We, you know, our doors are open to all sponsors and people want to come on the show as guests. We don't want to burn any bridges, you know, in these. All right. I'm, I will say this. I, I am a trippy, not a trippy fan, but like I tune in to his music from time to time. I would say, oh, you know, if somebody was like, hey, you know, trippy just dropped an album, a song, whatever, you know, I'll definitely pop in here and listen. But after hearing this same ass, same ass song, okay. song after song after song after song, bro, it, it, all misses no hits. Here's the thing with Trippy Red. I like Trippy Red. I like Trippy, well, some of the Trippy Red songs. Uh-huh. But here, here's a, a, a thing I like to use to kind of like judge artists. And it's, I like to call it the Quavo effect. Okay. Some artists are good on songs and good on like as features and they have like good songs individually, but they don't work in the album structure. Okay. And I think Trippy Red is one of those artists that doesn't really work in an al- album kind of thing. It's more or less like, he has a few songs, he has an interesting voice, he, you know, his beats are interesting, they're kind of like melodic, but in an album structure where you're supposed to be kind of like telling a story or kind of giving a vibe or like a whatever, he's not a transcendent artist where he can come out with like an album, he's more of a single kind of <laughs> And like I said to begin, all misses, no hits. Yeah, like Quavo, Quavo's, you know, great on some songs, he's good as a feature, he's good with Quavo's... Quavo's nothing without the Migos. Okay. And I will say that now. Yeah, whatever. But, like, as a solo artist, when he drops a project or an album or mixtape, it's just not something that I listen to because it usually all sounds the same. He doesn't know how to, you know, change up his sound or anything. His last album was definitely a lot better than this one. Because this one, I, you know, I, I forgot. Um, I, I, I didn't really get a chance to listen to it. I, you know, I let it, like, I heard about it and didn't really give it a listen. Who, Triple Red's? Yeah, Triple Red's new album. Oh, the last album? Yeah, this, just this newer album. I heard people talking about I it. I listened to it. I didn't like it. Okay, no, no, I listened to it after. 
But see, my mind was clouded with all this judgment and TikToks about how every song is the same. Every song, and literally, you can skip from like track two to all the way down to like the last few tracks or whatever, and you'll get the same beat, same flow, same same feel of it. Because and he's a one trick pony. Not this is not a knock on him. It's he's extremely talented in the in the area that he exceeds it. Like you can't compare him to an artist like Drake. Who's actually featured on this album? Because Drake can do different things with his sound and change up the mood of an album. Like he'll have a banger like God's Plan, and then he'll have you in your feelings with Marvin's Girl. It's okay. like he's able to change the vibe. He's able to do different things because he's multi-talented. He's not one-dimensional. So you know, just to just some knocks on um, Drake's belt. Just you know how people have said he's a culture vulture. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? But well, I well my I just want to get my thoughts out. I feel like you you kind of have to be a culture vulture to stay relevant because music changes from time to time. Shit, even from week to week, you know, different artists, you know, co- people copy like like people that do YouTube. You know, if a video's doing really popular, it's going it's it's going viral. You're gonna see a lot of copycat videos. I think there's a difference between being a copycat or culture vulture and expanding your sound. Well, I think I okay. Think, well, let's get the definition of culture vulture out first. What what exactly does that mean to you? Well, when I think of culture vulture, I think of someone like like more of a race kind of thing, and it's like, you know, I want to dip my toes into everything and become like part of everything, but kind of claim that as my own as well, like. There's, there's a certain fine line of like, oh yeah, you know, I like to do this, I like to be part of this culture, I like to do this. There's also, you know, people that like, say, oh, well, this is part of what I used to, like, what I do, this is my culture too. There's like, there's a little fine line there, and some people get annoyed when people try to claim things that aren't really part of their culture. It's okay to like, do those things, but when you try to like, say, oh, this is, you know, a certain group of people's thing, or this is our thing too, it's not, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's people find that annoying. But I've never really heard Drake ever claim well, uh, the thing mm-hmm. is with any word or you know something like a derogatory statement that gets thrown around people use it within in ways that doesn't really describe what it actually means basically using it in their own context giving yeah. it their own definition basically yeah basically and you know a word uh, or a statement like that is kind of like polarizing and it's kind of like you know kind of it's like a deep stab so people will use it when they're trying to put down someone else. So it's basically like a shock word, you know, like yeah. any other word that you can think of that's really derogatory or like a, a slur, you know. Well, most people use it to their own definition, but for the most part, you understand okay. that when you hear that word, it for a moment pauses you and you're kind of stuck there like, oh, well, I mean, you know, you can say culture vulture, but that means nothing to people. But when you say it in the world of the music sphere, you know, that guy's a culture vulture, you know, that definitely is going to cause a pause and a brief, brief thinking like, oh shit, like, you know, why would they call him that? I guess the best way I would describe it in like a uh, analogy would be like, I, you know, white people having dreads. So like a lot of people have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. Like it's his hair, anybody can do that. But I wouldn't have a problem with someone that would, you know, that race had dreads and said it was a white person thing. <laughs> and like, oh, this is like, you know, it's just, it started in Europe, and you know, you know, whatever. Like then it would be like a weird, like that's culture version to me. Okay, 
So where where do you draw the line of embracing? Yeah, exactly where I said like you can embrace and do whatever you want. I think as long as you're being being like loving or like being admiring of that. So just doing it respectfully. Yeah, doing it respectfully. But then when you try to claim it as your own or try to claim it as your own like racist thing, it's and it's not. It's just it just looks grimy. <laughs> it just—it's not a good look, and there's been there's everyone's been, guilty of it, like everyone in in different ways too. Like everyone's kind of guilty of it. Well, there's also there's also a difference between you know, being ignorant about things, and there's a difference between not knowing either. Because you know there can be certain instances where say you go to a different like a different country, and you know you pick up on something and you're like oh wow you know this is cool and you take it back and then people from say that country they see that. And they see that sort of representation, and they're like, "Why the fuck are you doing that? Or why are you wearing well, that? Or also, whatever." Also, I think that things can be interpreted in different ways, and doesn't have to be owned by anything. Like certain, like for example, pasta. Okay, pasta is primarily known as an Italian thing, right? Uh-huh. But originally, it was in you know Asia. It's like you know, originally there, uh-huh. and you know they discovered like. People from that part of the world came over, saw what they were doing there, and translated it to their culture, right? Okay. It, that I find to be like it's whatever because it's just a recipe, you know, it's just a recipe or whatever, and it's not like they're taking their recipes and adding it to theirs. It's like, oh, that's a really interesting thing you're doing with that food. I'm going to translate it to our recipes, and it enhances what we have. I feel like that's a perfect way of just like kind of like comparing two similar things that were kind of like copied off each other or whatever, but it's not in a, you know, it's not in like, oh, we did it first kind of thing. It's more of like a, you know, you, it's more of like a, you see traces of it, but it's, they've added their own little bit of spin onto it and made it their own. Yeah. So it's not really just, you're copying it outright. You kind of, you got, you, you got your inspiration from it. You enjoyed it. And then you saw what you can do to it. Yeah, and it's all positive because the, all the food is good. <laughs> yeah, food is just good. Well, in yeah, general, food is man. good in general, but like, it's not like it's a negative thing because I love Asian food and I love Italian food. Now, what the hell does this have to do with Drake and Kanye? Well, we just went on a tangent, but back to the Drake, this or whatever. What I haven't even listened to the album, so he mentioned he he name dropped. Yay, basically. Did he? Yeah, he we, he said yay in, in the bar. I've seen the I've seen those little texts. He says he so it's not like it's a subtle diss. It's a outright diss, and he kind of mentions their age too. He mentions their kind age, of, kind of like saying like this is childish or whatever. You how, however you want to interpret that. Um, and then you know Kanye went full Kanye mode and put them all in a group chat and um, sent a Joker and said like I live for this and you know, <laughs> you're already Jack. Yeah, like. You know, classic Kanye. Uh, so, you know, what, are, what is your takeaway from all this? Whose side are you on? Whose side am I on? If any, I so. would say, I would say, whoever comes out with the best is. So you're, I know, just, a, you're just a follower. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why would you want to follow the loser? See, this is my thing. This is my thing. This is another. This is to stay on topic of beefs. I was on Meek Mill side. You were on Meek. <laughs> Bro, because okay, don't get don't get me wrong. I I I enjoyed um, Meek Mill's music and whatever, and I was a huge avid fan of Meek Mill back then. I was I knew who Drake was yada yada yada, but you know I had the underdog take. And if you know me as a person, you always 
you're always like, why are you, like, you always know me as a guy that roots for the underdog and, like, does all this underground shit and whatever. But I was on Meek Mill's side. I was on Meek Mill's side. Dude was getting battered left and right. He was coming out with the weakest disses, weakish. At the end of it, bro, just to come out a few years later, you know, chop it up, say I was in the wrong. Dude, I was so mad. He did not come. Okay. See, what do, what do you remember from that beef? Because okay. I know I, who Meek Mill was before mm-hmm. this whole Drake beef. And my whole thought process to the whole thing was, what is Nicki Minaj's boyfriend kissing? Drake. That's that's literally what that's literally what everybody was saying, bro. That's literally what Drake references Meek Mill, like, oh, like your girlfriend or whatever. Like Nicki Minaj. He was just basically talking about I'll fuck your I'll wife. I'll never later. forget when I listened to um back to back. We were crossing the Vallejo Bridge. <laughs> it was a late night on a Saturday, put on back to back, and we were just like, Oh shit, this is going in, this nigga this nigga not playing. Okay. You don't, you don't come in Drake like that. Like, but see, what what year was that? 2015, 20, Okay, I I jumble that year into the tw- year of twenty sixteen when like you know when everybody that was like the like the legendary year of music whatever. But basically, my takeaway from that was you know I'm rooting for whoever puts out the hits, bro. I you know that that whole beef was basically just Meek Mill being a little bitch and like bro you know why don't you shout out our music we made it we made a song together why aren't you putting any promo into it it oh, was that's, a, that's why I, yeah that's the beef started. I yeah I thought this whole time that he had beef with Drake because Drake had a thing for Nicki or something that's why that's what I thought I I mean that could be part of it, but mostly it was mostly had to do with um, basically um, just not putting promo out for the song they had together, and that was basically like the main point of it. But oh my god, bro! Just I know this is this is off topic. This has nothing to do. But Meek Mill had he was so down bad that year, bro. He, he went to embrace the meme though. Like he's embraced the whole. You know, I'm a loser kind of thing. No, I get that, but like, god damn it, bro. This put Drake on top, bro. This just made me root for whoever puts the best shit out. Because not only that, he put out, when he did a show where he showed all the memes about it, and I was just like, this dude is not playing. Here's, here's the thing with Drake. Like, before that diss track, before that whole beef, Drake was kind of seen as a soft boy. Like, Early 2010s, I remember, wow, like... Wow, okay, okay. Like, I remember early 2010s, back when, um... He was with, like, Lil Wayne and DJ Khaled. He was kind of seen as, like, oh... He was part of the light-skinned meme. Like, oh, he's light-skinned, and, um... He's soft, and he's in his feelings and whatnot. If you listen to Drake, you're in your feelings, and you're soft. And then Drake dropped that whole diss or whatever, and then he became a, like, oh, if you don't fuck with Drake, Drake is, like... He's gonna come after you, Nick, bro. He's he coming arms. for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if you've heard um, Drake just talk about like he's this isn't new to him. Like he this is what well, what well, this is new to people, but to him, because he says he's watched battle rap. He grew up watching battle rap, so this shit is not new to him. Okay, watching battle rap is one thing, but he he did get bodied by Pusha T. Did he, he just took that out? Well, I mean. I mean, if you... Okay, now we're actually getting to the actual point of this. You know, the Drake and Kanye beef. He said, and I quote, I could have put some mad shit out that could have crossed the line. So, I don't know if that's cap or anything, but I just feel like... 
I feel like that's definitely Cap. I feel like if he had information that would supersede what Pusha put out, he would have definitely did that. Well, I mean, you have to think about it too, because not only not only did Pusha T, Pusha T came for his like livelihood, bro. He put out a secret that nobody knew. He basically exposed Drake's kid to the world. Yeah. And basically said, you're a shit child. You're a shit father. What are you doing? I actually didn't really care for the Pusha T this. And I didn't think it was like a real... Like, everyone was like, oh, it's so horrible, whatever. But in actuality, the way I see it, especially with, like, Drake's kid or whatever, that's his business. Like, he doesn't have to share the world that he has a kid or whatever. Like, as long as he's taking care of his kid and, like, he's being in his kid's life or whatever in, in some way, it doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's mainly, you know... So, like, I didn't really see that as, like, a horrible diss. And, like, I guess I would say, like, simple-minded people kind of, like, saw that as, like, this huge, oh, like... <laughs> simple-minded. Like, oh, shoot. Like, he... But in actuality, it's, like, yeah, he's a huge megastar. But that really doesn't matter. It's, like, it's his life. And if he wants to release that when he wants to release it, it's fine. Just, like, like I like... This is, like, a, on a sadder note, but, like, when MF Doom died... They didn't release that for how many months? I think it was like a couple months. Probably yeah, like... The public doesn't have to know everything about everyone's life that's a celebrity. It's like, you know, whenever the family's ready, whenever they're ready to release that, or if not ever. It's like, that's his personal life. Like, but this is the thing. This is the thing. You have to understand. I don't know if this is true or not, because it never happened, but supposedly there was supposed to be a press release, like an Adidas release, or... I think it was like Adidas or Nike or something. Whatever, wherever he signed to, he signed to Nike, right? Who Drake? Yeah. Yeah, he's with Jordan Brand. His OVO is with Jordan Brand. Yeah, I think is. I think it was okay. I could be wrong. I could be misquoting, and if I am, you know, let me know if you even care to okay. let me know. But basically, there was supposed to be a press run that this press run that supposedly was gonna come out was supposed to be Drake. It was supposed to be Drake and his kid, and it was going to be centered around that, and then this was going to be a huge press release for well, them. Even still, that's even worse in a sense that like it's not really a diss because his whole argument is he, you're hiding your son from the world. But if he was going to do this whole press release and like announce it, then he definitely wasn't trying to hide his son. It was it was something that he was planning to do in the right time or place. I mean, still, but I mean. I feel like I feel like what made it worse is because then people started looking into who the mom was, and that's kind of like what made things worse because yeah. they found out that the mom wasn't she isn't she like a porn star or something? Um, I don't or, think she's a porn star, but she's, she's kind like, of um, like in that sphere, she's like, like a, the fringe, she's like a dancer or something. Mm. But she's beautiful, like she's gorgeous, and like hey, it's whatever. <laughs> I mean, she got she knocked Drake down, but I feel like. I feel like they don't have a bad relationship either. Well, so, I don't know, but like we don't, of course, because we only see what the what they allow us together, to see. So. <laughs> well, I mean, Drake lives a different life. You kind of have to think of the life Drake lives. Well, if you watch interviews with like Drake talking about his son, he is kind of disappointed in the fact that like, you know, his dad was not really in his life really, and like he's always told himself like when I have a kid or when I do, I would be in his life and be. You know, with the mother and whatnot, and like he's not. So well, I mean, you have to. Th- this is a dancer, you know. This is the whole different life to. Well, what... yeah, he probably wasn't planning to have a kid with this person. I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, if you think about it, this 
You stick your dick in enough girls, and it's gonna happen eventually. He probably he probably, like a lot of like a lot of artists. I feel like they make him sign NDAs and like just make him do hella crazy shit. Like, well, I'm pretty sure she's taken care of and and his her son taken care of. So like, I'm pretty sure if she's a dancer movie. that Drake went after, you know, it's not it's not out of the realm that other people, other celebrities have not come onto her or just know of her. Maybe, but also I feel like. Loki, I'm kind of impressed because a lot of these, a lot of these rappers be dating all the same girls, right? He came out of the woodworks with somebody. Yeah, that... he came up with like a baddie out of the woodworks that nobody's like really knows of. And sure, there might be other celebrities that have slept with her or whatnot, but who cares about that? Like, you know, behind closed doors, whatever you do in your private life is whatever. It's, in my opinion, you know, when I look at high value women, it's not so much how many bodies you have; it's how how flaunted you are, like, how, and how, you know, like, if the perception of you is, oh, that person's passing around, then, yeah, I don't want to be associated with you, but, like, you know, you could have a hundred, two, like, thousands of bodies or whatever, and, you know, if it's under wraps, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, well, I mean, nobody really knows unless you tell them, either. Yeah. Because they could be lying, too, or they could be denying, they could deny and be like, no, but because at the end of the day, you don't ever really know. But it's just like, to the to the public, people that didn't know her, like it's like, wow, you know, we don't know her. It's 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 different than saying, oh yeah, that person's in the game, that person's in this sphere, music sphere, whatever, yada, yada. Because a lot of artists do date a lot of artists, and they just go bam, 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 dating around. But it's just... Well, there, I mean, there's artists that date around and are still classy about it. I think Rihanna is a perfect example of this. She's dated a lot of people, but I still feel Rihanna is like a very classy and very elegant girl. But like, if you look at somebody like uh, Black China, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I just feel like that has a lot to do with the way they carry themselves too. I feel like, I feel like the way you carry yourself, cause she carries herself a lot more high, and then Black China is just like this ratchet. I guess. So you, you're gonna tell me that she's not? Well, yeah, she is. But like, you could be ratchet and still be like high value. I'm not saying. I'm just saying the type of way she is. I don't really think most people are like you know. Well, also she's like a totally different kind of celebrity. She she's only famous because of who she's dated. Anyways, get get back to the point, Mike. What are we talking about with this beef, man? Yeah, so... You were talking about the text message? Yeah, I, well, I was asking whose side you were on. I was gonna, oh, I was, yep, yep. I was saying yep. what side I'm on. I'm, I'm, I'm the advocate of good music, so... So basically what the fuck I just said. No, 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 just no not what you say. I'm not on anyone's side. I'll never be on anyone's side. I'm not the kind of person that's, like, on someone's side... And then switch aside. So you a bitch. So you set me up for this. No, huh? you I, set me up. No, you set no. me up. You said. You said. You said. Let me hear out his answer. Let, let me. Let me jump on. Let me pack on top of that and give an even better answer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, all right. Well, the thing is, I listen to both Kanye and Drake, and they're heavy in my rotation. So it's not like I'm gonna pick one over the other, especially when this beef has nothing to do with me. And regardless of who wins, I'm still gonna listen to both their music. Drake and Kanye, if you're listening, put Mike in the bar. Make him choose sides. No, it's not so much <laughs> choosing sides. It's like, hey, I want Kanye to drop the album. I want a new Drake album. So, 
There you go. I'm gonna listen to both, and you know, I'll I'm sure I'll probably have an opinion on who won, but like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, Kanye or Drake. You know, I'm not gonna listen to them anymore because they lost this diss. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of like my take is. I'll have an opinion once it's out, but... What a boring take. I'm just in it for the music. Well, they're artists, and I'm, you know, aside from their music, I'm not really interested in their lives. Like, sure, I like some of the... I like Kanye's, like, fashion stuff, but, like, aside from that, like, I'm not really interested in, like, anything else. And as far as Drake's concerned, it's just music. Like, I'm not... Is it really? Is it really? Because if you've listened to Drake talk about... This is his mentor... Or the guy who's, or this early, early on in the game, this was a mentor to him. This was a person who he seen as family. He did so much for him, and well, you know. If we we watched a couple of videos on this, Drake has been saying and trying to not diss, but kind of like overtake Kanye his whole career. Well, I mean, so yeah, sure, he's admired him, but his aspiration is not to be. Oh, I want to be like Kanye. He wants to be better than Kanye. Well, I mean. I know this is gonna be really. This has this is gonna be a really weird take, but isn't it? It wouldn't it be like the same with Kobe and MJ? Kobe wants to always be better than MJ, but still he still has a level of respect for him. You know, this is still who a person who he's looked up to. Well, that's only because once Jordan retired, there wasn't anything Jordan could do about Kobe. So there isn't really a, a retirement age for music. So, so if Kobe and, and Jordan played in the same era, and they were you know in their primes, there would be beef there because they'd be going head to head. But there wasn't anything Jordan could really do because like he's Jordan retired. Was like, he's retired, and it's like my legacy speaks for itself. And you know if you could pass that, then there's nothing really I could do about it. Well, I mean, couldn't you say you know Kanye's on the way out and music's. Music is never a thing that goes out. Artists can always make a comeback and always have relevancy. You know, the Beatles and, you know, they're, they were relevant for half a century, bro. Like, and they're still somewhat relevant. Like, so it's, it's not, music isn't like sports. And especially when both Kanye and Drake, sure, they have like 10 plus years of like relevancy, but their careers are nowhere near over. So, like, you know, technically speaking, they're kind of both in their primes. Prime? Yeah. People talk about the old Kanye or whatever, but Kanye has never really had a fall off. Like, Kanye is always, you know, whenever he drops a project or every, every time he does something with fashion, he's always trending. I would it's not say... like Kanye does something and it's like, oh, Kanye dropped an album or whatever, and people are like, oh, whatever. It's always a topic of discussion. It's always something that's... Opus Monica, he has a grip on pop culture and music, and so does Drake. It's not like they've had a fall off or anything. It's if anything, they've gotten bigger as time goes on because their legacy has preceded itself. But how can we still talk about people's legacy when they're still around? Because people love to compare, especially when you're comparing two things that have such legacy. But the thing is, isn't your legacy what you leave behind when you're when it's all said and done? There's no there's no ceiling on how good you can be though. No, I know I'm saying, but you can't really you can't really talk about somebody's legacy if they're still in there. They're still putting up like talking about sports, they're still putting up numbers, they're people still People still talk about people compare LeBron to 
you know, people and. But we, but this is the thing. There's still, it's still going. He's still adding things on. Yeah, to and, it. and people, I love to use the argument as so far. So like, so far, these guys are still in their prime and they're still, you know, have a firm grip on culture and and whatever. <laughs> and that's how it's going to be for the foreseeable future until there's a fall off at some point, and then you can kind of have a retrospective and be like, oh. You know, this is like their journey for their career. This is where they kind of fell off. So, like, they're still climbing. They're still ascending. Are they really? I, I think feel so. like I feel like they're just firmly setting themselves up for the rest of their lives. Because I feel this is the thing about Kanye. Kanye, he not necessarily had a fall off, but he did take a like a really big break from music. Because I feel like there when, was when did when did Kanye have a fall off? When he really started focusing around his fashion, that's not a fall off. He literally—that's a branch into a whole new genre. Well, I'm not saying he—I'm not saying he had a fall off from whatever, but I'm just saying he put—he stopped putting in the time in and putting out project after project and music, yada yada yada. That's when he really started focusing on his Yeezy brand or whatever. If anything, that was more of a growth point because he saw a ceiling when it came to his music, and so was like, hey. What what else can I do to further my grasp on, you know, this the youth and like the people that support me? And if anything, it's grown to where there's people that don't listen to Kanye, but they definitely wear Yeezys, and they definitely know Kanye for his fashion. So like, I feel like. So then, what are we talking about? Are we talking about? What are, are we talking about? Relevancy in anything. No, we, we, see, now you're talking about relevancy. We're talking about we're talking about things like music. They're, but they're if someone's if someone's relevant, right? If someone's relevant and they're relevant in anything. Whenever they do something, it's gonna be relevant. <laughs> like you can't have a fall off or something, or what, what am I trying to say? You can't be huge and you know popular and drop something or have something going on and it's not popular. Because people have been talking about it. I just feel like, for me, I would put Kanye musically and his fashion thing is two separate entities. Because I, if we're talking about just music in general, Kanye's music, then I feel like we're just talking about his music. If you want to talk about his music, his fashion, and other projects that he's ventured out into. It's all encompassing of his personality and his persona. It's not like they're separate things. It's like he brings out these fashion things with his release. He, his, his vibe or his, his aesthetic is part of the music. It's not a separate thing. It's just like Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi, his aesthetic changes with each music release he does. It's like, you know, old school Cardi had the you know, not thug, but kind of like that emo-ish kind of thug vibe to it. But now he's like he's more artsy. It's, it's, but it's, it's part of the aesthetic of his music. It's all-encompassing. All it's not separate. So, like, if you like Kanye's style and you, you know, follow his style, when he releases music, his style changes. Like, each release, you know, Life of Pablo, Yeezus, you know, you have, you have the Watch of Throne uh, phase. They're all different fashion, different ways he's interpreted his fashion to his music. So I think his fashion and his music are intertwined, and you can't really separate the two. Make a good point. 
It's well, I mean, I'm a huge Kanye fan, and like I've been following Kanye since I was like, a little kid. And like, if you think about different eras of Kanye, you got Backpack Kanye, you got through the Wire Kanye, you got you know the Mask Kanye with the the bling and you know the Yeezus Kanye, you got Life of Pablo with the deconstructed and, the, and like the it's so each time you think about an era of Kanye, it's like that particular fashion comes to mind. It, 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 like you could just imagine like oh 2008 Kanye, you know. He was dressed in the bling and the, the glasses and like that's just like something that already comes to mind because he's intertwined those two things first like seamlessly basically well i mean you put those two things together just because of like you can then say you can point and be like that was kanye then this is reflected in his music or whatever yeah. and i think it's brilliant marketing it's brilliant on whoever his pr because not only is it, I would say, I would say he doesn't. Well, I mean, he really is allowed to say whatever. Well, no, of course he has people behind the scenes that keep his aesthetic like perfected. Like he, he's not going to his closet himself and like picking out his clothes. He definitely has a team behind him that keeps this aesthetic that he has dreamt up or whatever going and like keeps it alive. So it's not like something that. Each, every artist has these things, and, you know, he just has perfected the art of, you know, this, this way of putting out his art. It's, it's through his fashion, with his music, and the statements that he makes. So it's like, you associate all these things together. Whereas Drake, you know, Drake just wears whatever, he doesn't really have good fits, <laughs> and he just puts out music. But Drake is different in the sense that, you know, his, his grasp on the culture is more so it's more relatable and it's more like this his is... music i feel like drake's thing is as compared to kanye kanye's more in tune with i would say the fashion his personality you follow him because of his fashion like i feel like they are two different aspects of what pop culture is i would say drake is more of like Drake is more of what you're going for, like what, you, like your music you're trying to listen to, what you're trying to put yourself to, or just Drake remains relevant just because he understands sound changes, and you can tell his sound changes with the times. Well, yeah, that and also like he's just so um, he's so all encompassing. We talk about culture portion or whatever, but everybody listens to Drake. Like whether you listen to albums of Drake or you listen to songs of Drake. Everyone listens to Drake. There's videos of older people, you know, like singing along to Drake songs, or you know, the white dad in the the uh, the dad shoes just like singing like you know one one dance or whatever. You know, it's whatever. Like Drake is just in that in that vein where he's kind of like part of everyone's culture because he has because he's done such a great job of putting out music. For a vast majority of people, you can you can go into his very very long discography and just be like, "That's the song I want." Yada yada yada. Or just, like, you know, if you like this song, you can then continue down. And he's worked with numerous artists, done numerous features, done numerous things, and you can just continue down that track and just keep listening to either the same music or whatever it is the type of vibe you're going for yeah drake is 
he's like he's the he's like a family artist basically uh, in my opinion he's like a he's the perfect mix between yeah he has explicit songs but he also has songs that you can play at like a kid's birthday party <laughs> like it's just he's found the perfect balance there and that's his niche that's his niche where he has so much such big numbers because he's able to pull literally everybody and people that hate on Drake and say like oh if you listen to Drake you don't you're not cultured or you don't like music you're stupid because Drake makes good music and sure he might have songs that I don't like or that are like whatever but those songs aren't for me exactly and it's like Drake understands his audience he understands that yeah I have my loyal fans that like my old stuff and I put out music like that and I and I put out music like that everyone else will like and that it's all good and sure I might not like I don't play God's plan it's not my it's not having my rotation but I recognize that hey that's a good song somebody likes that that's the difference between a good artist and an amazing artist because they can recognize that because some artists I feel like they recognize that times are changing but they don't change their sound because they want to they want to keep um fuck um I would definitely say I wouldn't say that doesn't change their well okay if we're talking about not changing their sound, I would say huge, huge meme and huge person that I can think of, which is a stupid thing to say, but that I can't really think of another artist, is DaBaby. Because I just feel like that man puts out the same beat for every song he's on. I also don't think that the baby is that big of an artist where he would need to change like his demographic is like no but i'm just but i know but i couldn't think of any other artists i got, I got a few actually oh now 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 after i say a stupid ass artist you want to come with different artists so actually another kanye beef uh that was from the early 2000s 50 cent 50 cent never really changed his sound or his style and you know he's still relevant in the sense where he's a you know he's a little gang he's a little online gangster but as far as his music's concerned, it's fallen off a cliff and nobody listens to 50 Cent. And whatever 50 I would not say people don't listen to 50 Okay, I would say people listen to, listen to one album okay, and one people, album only. People listen to classic 50 Cent, but no one's listening to a 50 Cent song that came out last year. Didn't, did he put out music when he was he, in like, Didn't he have the whole G-Unit shit? He had some, he's had music that come out in the last 10 years. He's I know, had, but, I'm saying, but I'm saying, did he put music out under that whole thing? Or was it just like, I don't know. what exactly was G Unit? I don't know. I mean, I've only heard a few 50 songs that were like newer, and he never really changed his sound, and he never really tried to reinvent himself or to adapt to the times. He still uses the same kind of beats, still the same flow, and he still dresses the same. And it's kind of more of a character now. Well, I mean, that's just, that's his thing. That's. You can't really well. I mean, yeah, we can talk shit about it, but I mean, that's his character. Okay, you can't, you can't really, you can't really go after him and be like, bro, why did you fine. ever change your it's sound? It's funny as a character, but he definitely has a ceiling. He has a ceiling to his, how many people he's able to affect or how many views he can get because if you're not into the whole gangster rap type shit, then yeah, you know you're definitely not gonna continue to listen to him because. As you grow older, either your sound change, like your ears, or whatever, like you're you're you don't you're turned off by it. You don't want to listen to it. And no matter how much people want to say, you know, I stick close to my music. You know, you keep evolving as a person. 
and I kind of draw it back to what we were saying earlier. I think a lot of these artists are one dimensional, and that's fine. You know, some artists can be one dimensional and they can stay in their lane. Like I think Sway Lee is a perfect example of that. Like he's very one dimensional. He's a very good like singing artist, but he's not extremely versatile with his vocals and like his whatever. But he knows his demographic. And he knows like oh, this is the kind of music I need to make. So like you never hear a Sway Lee song that's trying to like change it up because he knows it works for him. That's fine. It's just that not everyone can be a transcendent artist that affects generations and like. And well, I mean, I mean, some people don't want that either. Some people oh. don't shoot for the fucking moon. Some people just want to put out music because that's what they like to do and that's what they want to represent. Yeah, but I feel like everyone has ambition to be more than what they are. But some people become complacent. Some people are happy with, and I'm pretty sure if you ask a lot of these artists that are that are um, that are um, successful, they're just gonna be like, "Yeah, I did what I did, and that's it." But you know. That has a lot to do with, I feel like, the person. You can't knock a person for not having ambition. I feel like if you think of artists that are successful that, you know, just not gave up, but they're just kind of, like, at whatever they did, I just feel like you can't really knock somebody's grind or hustle because they're well, successful. I'm not still. knocking someone's grind. I'm just, I think there's a tier list to artists and their impact on culture. And that's fine. It's just how it is. Everyone can't be. Everyone can't be Kanye, and everyone can't be Drake. That's fine. It's just that, you know, some people think they are, and they aren't. <laughs> and I feel like those that try to be other people and aren't, aren't them true to themselves. I feel like it reflects a lot in their music because you're just like, this isn't them. And I just feel like that. Like back to what I said. That's what. That's what um, separates the good from the the amazing because drake he makes music that is relevant at the time if you look go back to his old shit you're gonna be like oh this was it brings you to a time where you can think of this is what the sound was this is what music on the radio this is like whatever type of music and then as you keep going through the years he keeps evolving he changes his sound he changes to whatever is relevant and i would and that i would say to a lot of people, a lot of people would say, you know, he's he's not washed up. What's the word I'm looking for? He's a sellout because he changes his music. But I would, to them, I would say, yeah, so what? He's changed his sound to become this person that he is, this huge figurehead in the music industry. And if it's good, I don't think really think it matters. Uh, I think another artist that is kind of like um, has a has is getting to the point where he has a kind of the same pull is like he's not he's like a tier below Kanye and Drake but he's getting he's getting up there as Tyler Creator I think you know he has reinvented his sound he's you know added things to it and he's at the point where you know he kind of do whatever he wants and be successful he has his he took a huge risk with Igor and um not a risk as in like it's bad or anything it's just that you know before Igor and Flower Boy Flower Boy was kind of like a teaser to Igor. Like, he was like a dumbed-down version of it. But before that, his demographic was these kind of like thug skaters. That's called thug skater vibe. And like, just kind of like obnoxious teenagers. And he flipped that script completely to he's more of an indie 
indie hip hop, and you know he has that whole like his whole crew is kind of like has that whole vibe, and like have kind of followed suit like Frank Ocean, that whole you know Earl Sweatshirt, whatever. They've all kind of folded into this and reinvented themselves, and they're kind of like I think a tier below Kanye and Drake, but they are definitely artists that transcend the genre that got them to where they are. So I think there are good examples of artists that are like able to reinvent their sounds and not be as big as Drake or Kanye, but definitely right right there. All right, finish your thought on that, Mike, because we've, we've been going on for a minute. I just want to close this out. Not close this out, but, you know, I want to wrap this up. It's I want to talking. Talking before, like, 45 minutes, bro. And I just feel like... Man, I, we talked about... We talked about... No, no, I know, I know, Mike. We talked Fini- about Korean chess for, like, an hour and a half. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> So what, Mike? Yeah, well, I'm just saying, we talked about that for an hour and a half, and really, that's besides the point. I feel like this is actually interesting. Okay, Mike. I, no, I get that, but it's just, we don't have the listenership. We don't, people don't really listen this far into it. If you think, if, if we want to talk about numbers, people click on for 10 seconds and click off, and then people skip to like 45 minutes in, bro. Like, I've looked at the numbers. It's not really good numbers, oh, bro. See, see, you tripping, bro. Trevor, because you're looking at the numbers. It's not about the numbers. It's about it's about us. You want to keep going for three hours? You want to put with Joe Benning? Go on for like a five-hour podcast? No, three no, hours? No, no. Let me just get this thought off, and then you can, you can close everything out. It ain't about the numbers. It's about consistency. And as long as we're consistent, it's all good. All right, Mike. Keep it going. Keep it going. Finish it up. Man. That's all I got to say, man. That's all I got all to right. say. You got anything? Okay. Just, I want to get to the topic, because, you know, I feel like we ramble on too much about other shit. Well, I think we kind of, well, the, the whole beef thing in general, you know, just, it's not concluded yet. We're just kind of like giving our thoughts on what what kind of transpired over the weekend. And, and it's really nothing, really. It's just like this beef is fresh now and it's, it's back in our face. I would say, no, I'm not, I, I'm not young anymore. Not to, not to say if I, to people that are like following this, they have to be like little ass kids. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm not I'm not a diehard fan of either. Like I used to be a diehard Meek Mill fan, but then that was when I was younger. That's back when I was in high school and whatever. But I'm just saying, like I don't have like a really I don't have I don't have a foot in this. I don't I don't really care. All I really want from this is you know what comes of it. You know a good year, a good because what comes of this is then. People see, oh, damn, you know, these, like, Drake and Kanye, they're becoming more relevant. You know, that's all people are talking about. So then all that's going to come from it is people, people starting up beefs and shit. You know, and hopefully what comes of it is amazing music. And that's all I could really hope for at the end of this. You know, really good artists putting out really good music. I think that's what everyone wants. And I think, you know, it's we're kind of, like, chopping up the bit for some legendary music now. <laughs> I don't think there's been like an album or a project that has like, succeeded anything from like 2016 to 2017. And you could, you could, you know, have your favorites or have some songs or like some things that dropped. And, you know, I have, you know, I like some Don Oliver stuff that came out. There hasn't been anything that has musically that has transcended anything that came out in 2016 to 2017. Now, now since we talked about the Drake and Kanye beef, let's just talk about some weird, you know, left field beef that you would want, like, artists to, you know, artists to beef. One artist that I can think of is, like, Cuddy and, like, um, and Frank Ocean. 
I don't know why. That just is that, you think that's a thing? No, I'm saying if you know if, if we're talking about people to beef, I'd want Cuddy and why? Frank. Why? I don't know. I feel like they give me sort of the same vibe. Like huh? you said this, you said this a couple of days ago. I, I don't see the parallel with Kid Cuddy and Frank Ocean. Okay, if you want to talk <laughs> like, about Frank Ocean has like this angel angelic voice. He like he. His production is very minuscule. It's more or less his voice and his vocal performance. Whereas Kid Cudi is like a production god, and like he puts so much effort into the production. He puts. It's more of it's more okay. So if we want to talk about what okay, since you brought up, I talked. I since you want to say, I brought this up the other day. I told Mike the other day. I say it's like three. It's like a ranking system. Not a ranking system, but it's like it's like a spectrum. So it goes Frank Ocean, Kid Cudi, and then Travis Scott. I don't know why I thought of this. I don't know where this came from. It just popped into my head. And they don't sound the same. I, I get the Travis Scott and Kid Cudi right like their parallels there, but Frank Ocean is more on the plane of like the weekend and like more soulful and R and B. Whereas Kid Cudi is like, you know, Dipping his toe in EDM and like, just hip hop and EDM basically, and like he he touches like new sounds and like tries to expand what you can call hip hop. Whereas like Frank Ocean is alternative R and B and like soulful music. Do you want to cut me off before I get my thought off? Go for it, bro. So basically, what I meant and what I thought of it could be a really dumb process, but this is what came through my head. Is that Frank Ocean, like you were saying, it's more of the melodic thing. It's more of the in-your-feels. It's more of, like, what I would consider sad boy music. You know, you put this on to get sad. It's like, you know, it's sad. So I'm thinking I'm thinking, Frank Ocean equals sad. Okay? Mm-hmm. You follow me? Okay. Kid Cudi equals sad. No, fuck. Um, Frank Ocean equals sad. Okay. Then you move on to where you're thinking Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi and what I think of Kid Cudi, stoner music. It's it's more of music that you put on that puts you in a vibe. You know, you stoner listen, to, music? you listen to it, and it puts you in a trance. You know, you listen oh, to it, and it gets you. It you you're kind of just. I would compare it to you put it on and you're just vibing with it. You're just listening to it. You like the production on it. Yada yada yada. You're just listening to it, just feeling yourself. Whatever. And then I would say, so Frank Ocean, sad. Kid Cudi, just chilling, vibing, you know, smoking, whatever, yada, yada, yada. You know, you're just, you're just relaxing. So sad, relax, and then you move on to Travis Scott, which is Travis Scott is your fucking raging, headbanging. You're going crazy. You're, you're hyping yourself up. Travis Scott equals hype. You listen to Travis Scott. You put Travis Scott. Travis Scott comes on. You feel something in you. You start vibe. You start fucking getting up off your chair. You fucking going crazy. You're raging. Basically, you're raging. Okay. So that is my rankings. This is this is my spectrum. You go from sad to relaxed, chilled to raging. Okay. Okay. I get what you're saying, but this is just sounding like your playlist on shuffle. Like, this is just sound like, this is the music that you like, and this is the mood that you like to start with and end with. 
Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is how my music ranks or how. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like these three artists are in your rotation, right? You listen to all three of them, right? Uh, yes. So you're mixing these artists that really don't have any connection, and you're building your own your own connection in your head based on your own feeling with the music. Isn't that what all music is for? Yeah, to build but your own. Actually, okay. You can build your own connection. Oh, now you're gonna hit me with the factuals. <laughs> in actuality, this is what it is. And like, if music means different things for different people, that's fine. But that's like me saying, like, yeah, I listen to Team Power, right? Team Power, and I also like to listen to The Weeknd. Uh-huh. And sometimes their songs play after each other. Or okay. like, but and it puts me in a mood, sure, and I feel like it's a vibe, but. They're not linked, and I don't view them as like similar artists, even though I think they complement each other, or that their songs can like go back to back with each other and be a mood. But I feel like, if like you were saying, like you would put Frank Ocean, like The Weeknd, do they not give you similar? Not okay. It's not. I, I get what you're saying. It is similar, like. It, it's it's uh, like a not similar. I'm not saying similar sounding, similar anything. I'm saying they give off a certain vibe to them. I know. I know they exactly give off a, what you're talking about. Then what's the argument here? It's not an argument. It's just the fact that they're not similar. It's it's just the fact that you know a random occurrence of these artists being you know just in this kind of mood that you're in and like they set a vibe and like a, you know you have a headbanger Travis Scott song come on. And then you have like a slow melodic Frank Ocean song or whatever, and it just goes together. It just goes together. It doesn't mean that they're the same. <laughs> it just you're just you're just describing a good vibe night kind of thing. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying I'm saying to me personally, these artists rank in between the spectrum. I'm not saying you can rank artists and put them in here in this category. I, get, I just gave this thought to you. I get, ex- I get exactly what you're saying. And I do agree that you could make a playlist and have a vibe with all these same artists because they're different. But at the same time, they keep a same kind of energy kind of thing. But they're not the same. and I wouldn't compare them like... I guess it's just kind of hard to describe, but I get what you're saying. I get that it's kind of like a vibe to listen to all three of them and have different mood swings. I'm not, no, no, no. that's not at all what I was saying. I'm not saying you have to listen to all three of these artists and then put them and then it gives you. I'm just saying to me, this weird thought popped into my head that I ran by you. And I, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me. Because it's just, it's just, I could be thinking early on and they're just their music this is this is early on in their careers you know this is the type of music they put on early but i'm just saying their overall music to me gives me this vibe that frank ocean equals sad kid cuddy equals chilled relaxed you know you're in the vibe you're just you're just there to listen and just turn off your mind and just listen Mm -hmm. and then whereas travis scott is your typical Rager, headbanger, making you go crazy, making you jump off out your seat, I, feel I, something. I get it. For me, let me kind of explain this analogy like this. Would you say artists that complement each other are the same as artists that are the same? Like, for example, you certain artists wouldn't play together. Like, I wouldn't play Eminem and then play uh, fucking 
Ariana Grande, right? Mm-hmm. Like those two artists are two different, you know, types of music, two different kind of vibes. You wouldn't play them back to back or have them on the same playlist, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some artists that make different kinds of music, but they still complement each other because, you know, of whatever reasons. Like it just goes together because it goes together. And you can't really describe that feeling or whatever. I get, I get what you're saying. It, it they go together, but they aren't the same. They're not okay. What I'm trying to say is they have not sim. Okay, none of these three artists have a similar sound to them. I would say, I would say, artists that go well together give you a similar type of vibe, similar type of music. I disagree. I'm. What do you mean? Like who? I, I disagree. I, as I said, I think- like no, like I'm going off of, like just just what you just told me. I'm not gonna go from Ariana Grande who's singing, who's just basically just. Okay, my thought process whenever I make a playlist, like whatever vibe I'm trying to set, I don't put similar music in that playlist. I put music that sets a mood and then can change the mood or add to it. Like, okay, um, what's that song by The Weeknd? Um, uh, Off Star Boy. Fuck. I feel it coming. I feel it coming, right? It's a great kind of like slow jam, kind of like spacey sound, right? Uh-huh. I put that on a playlist with a song like, um, what's a Travis Scott song? Um, Coffee Bean. I think they're not similar, but they work together on a playlist together. Cause they. It's like a transitional thing. It's not like jarring. It's like they're different, but it it's like it's more of like a welcome surprise. Like. Oh, I just heard Coffee Bean, and then I am hearing like more of an upbeat song, but it's more of a welcome surprise because it's not like a, it's not jarring. I don't know. I just think you put too much thought into certain things. Sometimes you just have to feel it. You just have to feel it. Well, one of my favorite, okay, one of my favorite pastimes, like especially when I get high, like I'm just like eating edible or something, is I love to like make playlists. Like I just make playlists and be like, you know, I want to like see what songs work well together. I want to, like, see people's expressions on their face when I play a playlist and have a song play. And, like, you know, it's just one of the better feelings is when you have a well-constructed playlist and you play it for somebody or play it for, like, a, a kickback or something and people are vibing to it. That's, like, one of the best feelings ever. See, my thing is, my thing is, when I make a playlist, I want to think of the people that are going and the type of music... I take into account the type of music they want to hear and the type of music that, you know, gives off a similar sort of vibe or similar music that's somewhat in that same, like, because when I threw a Halloween party, I was thinking my friends, they like, like, hard hip hop type shit, you know, party type shit. Fuck y'all then. I put time and effort in that bitch. I remember... I remember a shot for me played. That's the only song I remember. Take a shot for me, whatever. Played by Drake. I remember that song played, but I don't remember any of the other music. Okay. But I remember it distinctly. I went to a kickback in Portland, and I prepared a playlist specifically for this night. And I had, I literally like I was I was toasting up my high, but I was like meticulously playing certain songs after each other and like making sure it was a vibe and literally. When the night ended, everyone was asking me for that playlist. My boy Mike 
over here, Doctor Strange, <laughs> thinking of every reality. He's no, like putting every single sound. Okay, it's gonna go from here to here, and then it's gonna take you back here, and then it's gonna take exactly, you all the way over exactly. here. Exactly. Also, like the way, like how loud it is. Like if what? Talk, if you could talk over it, it's <laughs> it's it's what the me, fuck? Me, literally, me, me, like I told Jonathan this. I said people take for granted people that set the vibe for that evening. Like people, some people just show up to parties or show up to kickbacks and just do their thing, and they don't realize how much work goes into setting a vibe for a party. <laughs> my God, my boy Mike is like, all right. So in my head, I'm thinking first two hours of a kickback, everybody's just talking, chatting it up, so I can play music that isn't that loud. So then when people are vibing, dancing, yeah, that's when I'm banging out the hits. No, it's not. Mike, it's just, not just like, that. It's just like there's a certain balance to it. It's just like. If you're playing music and people are talking and conversating, there's a difference between background music and music that you're actually sitting there listening to. Alright, for those that have listened this far into the podcast, I want to make sure that if you have listened and thought what your ideas are, just spam Mike with he should become a DJ because this man puts so much time and effort I don't, into I don't think that's really my vibe. I'm more of like yeah. a chill, kickback kind of vibe. Like, DJing is different because like people want to listen to music. And it's more or less like everyone wants to hear what they want to hear. Nah. Whereas when you're at a kickback, you're just going with the flow. And it's like, you're not really thinking of songs that you want to hear. And then when you hear songs, it's more of like a welcome surprise. Whereas like, I think DJ is more pressure because like... You, you have to really... put a you have to put a certain type of thing going. Yeah, you have to like learn your audience and learn what they actually like. Alright, let's work on your tagline right now. If you were a DJ, what would you go by? DJ. I would not use the tagline. You wouldn't use the tagline? Taglines are annoying, and I think DJs are annoying. <laughs> every, every party I've been to as a DJ, there's only been one party I've ever gone to where the DJ was cool. And it was this older black guy. I'll never forget this, bro. I went to this party with my sister when I was like 15. It was like a, it was like a high school party. And they had, like it was like this rich family. They had this big-ass house. And the DJ was like the coolest, bro. He like played the best music. He didn't skip anything. He knew exactly when to play the right music. He like started the night out with oldies for like all the parents that were there, like babysitting or whatever. And then he left, and he was like playing the bangers, bro. And like the dance circle was lit. It was like the perfect night, bro. He never shouted into the mic. He never like said his tagline or anything. He never like remixed anything. He just played music, had great transitions or whatever. Every other party I've gone to, the DJ has fucked up at least once during the night, like. Even if it was like a good night, they fucked up at least once. And then I went to one wedding once. This DJ, this is a California party, right? We're in, we're in SAC. He was playing, um, what's the E40 song? It's like the Bay Area staple. I can't think of it. Function. Yeah, I tried Function. You know that song, right? Yes. Yeah, he I was do. playing that. They just stopped the song midway and was like, by the way, I'm DJ so and so. I, I party like. Side, like, I got he business. probably just started too. Bro, he... it was like middle of the song, and everyone was like, everyone was like vibing, and he just like stopped the music. It was like, I'm DJ so and so. He just he couldn't get over himself, like, oh, I'm playing such a good song, everyone's vibing. He just had to like 
say his tagline and say who he was to come get your business card. My everyone name. fucking booed him, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> Literally, everyone was like, what the fuck, man? Boo. Put the fucking sound back on. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking works. Well, I mean, I mean, that's that's the difference between, you know, that, that man at that party probably had years of experience. Like you said, he was an older older guy. He probably has gone through time and time again where either he's been booed, nobody's fucking with his set. Because, you know, DJs play different sets. Like, you know, like artists that come out, put on shows, put out music. You know, they they think of what is going to go together, what's going to tell a good story, or what's going to complement one another. And I just feel like you do that you go through all that effort for no good reason whatsoever. Well, also, I think there's also DJs that just want to get their name out there. Well, I mean, you know, some DJ, you know, like, there are people in this world, some people just want to be successful, whatever it means. Some people want to leave a legacy. Some people want to do this. Some people don't even want success. Some people don't, you know, there's different types of people. And, you know, you know, I'm going to make you a DJ tagline just to test it out. It's DJ Mike in this I would use the tagline because I feel like it just takes away from the music and it's just like the DJ is trying to like oh I I'm this DJ or whatever like well I mean all I, good DJs you don't know their names like think about it well I'm just saying I'm just saying all the DJs that you know names of is because you clown on them well I mean <laughs> DJs I would say DJs have turned into producers now well I mean I think they kind of share I think they share the same space but um because I feel like. DJs are a died-out thing, you know? Well, if you're an old head, I would say, you know... DJs are still hot in the club scene, and EDM is, like, like huge. Like, they're huge there. I think... Well, I mean, when you get out of that space, you know, they're not really well, as just, popular. They kind of just found their niche, though. Well, I, I understand that, but it's like, who... Like, you... I would say you, Mike, would you want to be an EDM I mean, DJ? I mean... Maybe if it made me money and I know. Oh, see, but see, you're in it for the money now. Well, you're in it for the money. It's a job. No, I understand that. You can be passionate about your job. Like I'm, like you can be passionate about your job and still want to make money. It's not. It's it's just the fact that like. But I'm just saying, I have never seen you as the type of person that would say I'm doing this music because I want to make good. I want to be an EDM DJ, whatever you know. Here's the thing. I cannot like EDM, right? Okay. But if I'm getting paid for a job... But how can you then sit through this and do, say, you're on the road for the entire year, you're doing, like, 100, like, 80 shows and out throughout the year? I understand the audience. I understand what they want. That feeling of them vibing and having a good time and just, like... Letting loose. Oh, shut the fuck it's up. It's good enough for me. <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's... I'm in it. Mike, why are you doing this? I'm in it for the vibes. Bro. Shut the fuck I up. I really am, though. That shit's, that shit's next level. That shit is top tier. When you can, like, bring a certain level of, like, just, like, enjoyment and people just fucking with what you're I doing. can't see you going past maybe 10 shows. 10 shows, and then you just saying, why the fuck am I doing this? You don't know me yet. I guess I don't. I, don't, know you as I well. fucking hate coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I sell coffee and I literally lie 
to people all the time about how good coffee well, is. Well, it's a fucking job, Mike. I don't think you're... Well, I'm just I, saying that, like, I don't like coffee, but I still can enjoy the fact that someone... A cup of coffee that I made... Oh, shut the fuck up. This is, shut the fuck up. I still this have is, passion to what I, I make. I, I don't put shut up, up drinks. Shut up, Mike. I shut still up. People this is not a... For those that are listening to Mike, this is complete bullshit. This, he this just not, he just chatting shit for the podcast, bro. It's literally the fact that I know that they enjoy it and I want them oh to enjoy it. And I'm gonna do my best. To the num- this coming from the guy that has told me numerous times, I want a different type of bench or a different job. I want a different this, different well, not that. because of I want to get paid more money, bro. Ah, if shit I, if I can make forty an hour to be making coffee, fine. But I I want to be able to like afford shit. Shut the fuck. <laughs> uh, I don't this, like working. Oh, Mike, excuse me, I don't like working forty Mike, plus hours a week. Whenever and making bare minimum. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, just a just a thought. You know, if you were thinking we're doing digital, not yet. We're not there yet. We diff. We tried to record it off an iPhone, and that shit didn't even go through. So we're sorry setting up about a new that. studio. It's gonna be lit. Get a cameraman. Maybe a girl can be a cameraman. Maybe who knows? Anyways, I'm gonna make you a hat that says big cap on it. And I'm gonna fucking bring it out whenever I feel like you're talking the biggest shit out of your ass, bro. That is gonna be the funniest shit. I'm gonna make that a fucking bit, bro. Whenever, for those, if you ever come on as a guest and I personally know you, I'm gonna make you put on this fucking hat when I feel like you're putting on a fucking act to talk shit out of your ass. I don't get how what I'm saying is, is talking shit. You're talking shit out of your ass Ow. because you, I know you, and you are not gonna become an EDM DJ. You would not stick okay, with it. I'm not it, saying bro. that I would become one. I'm just saying if I had the opportunity and I knew how to do that shit, I would try to make the best experience possible for those people. <sighs> this is this is exactly why I'd have the big cap hat, bro. How and is that a big cap? Because you are not. I cannot see you. Foreseeing, I cannot foresee you doing this for your future. I cannot see you being a St- a Steve Aoki type. Okay, but not saying that I'm gonna be that. I'm no, I'm not saying. I'm saying if you had the opportunity, I could not see you being a Steve Aoki type. My boy Mike would not be doing well, just all this. Give me this. some noise canceling headphones. Give me the little uh, what's that marshmallow helmet? I'm good, bro. <laughs> exactly. I cannot see you putting on. I just. I cannot see you. Just because you can't see me doing something doesn't mean I won't. Nah, it's my life. Everybody's oh, just God, living bro. it. <sighs> Whatever, man. Whatever. So, if drinking anything, Kanye, huh? If anything, bro, I think I'm more passionate about sending vibes than you. Me? If you, I... This is, my, this is my whole thing. This is my whole thing. If you put me on aux, I'm just putting my music on shuffle. If you don't fuck with my music on shuffle, shut the fuck up. Don't give me the ox. Bro, you, bro you're going to skip like every other song. That's, well, that's such not a vibe. Well, fuck. I will play every song that ever comes on. on bro, my every playlist. time we ride in the car together, this nigga like skips every five songs, like every two seconds. Well, I'm the DJ, right? I get it. But like, if you can't, you can't play music if you don't know what you want to listen to. Like, what? I, I feel like if you get the aux chord... You have to have a playlist ready or have to have some kind of... Some Bitch, this is my car. You're riding in my fucking car. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't ever ride in my car anymore. Whoever wants to get a ride, sit through my fucking music or you don't, don't ask... You don't anything. You skip everything. Fuck you. <laughs> don't ride in my fucking car then. Don't ever ask me for a fucking ride then. 
I'm not knocking you for it. I'm just saying that if you, if I was at a party, I'm not giving you the aux cord because you're not gonna play any music. You're Good, just, I wouldn't I'm want the fucking aux cord. This is why no. When people fucking ask me what the fuck I want to listen to, I never have shit in mind, dude. Because I have, I whenever I want to hear a song, I want to hear what I'm into at the moment. That's and everybody's fine. gonna would, fucking listen to that I, fucking that's song. Totally fine, but you could also have a playlist of music that you want to listen to at that time. The fuck am I gonna spend my time sitting making a playlist that I feel I'm either gonna add a song to or change the vibe because I'm tired of listening to that playlist, bro? Hold on. Hold on. Oh my fucking. Oh my god. I have how many playlists do I have? What what kind of many playlists I have, bro? Like it's endless. I just have endless playlists. For different vibes, different what's that? What's that one TikTok song that you hate? Is like rolling down in the deep. I'm gonna make that. What, what's that song called? Do you know oh, it? No. I'm gonna make you a playlist of just twenty hours of that shit. I'm like, bro, it's gonna be called the most fire hits ever. And then I'm gonna but just for talking shit, just for talking shit about me not making. Bro, we're gonna sit through a whole fucking car right at that, bro. Don't tell you shit. Thing. You can't, you're, you're literally contradicting yourself because you literally just said five minutes ago that for your Halloween party, you constructed a playlist. Okay, but that's a different thing because I'm actually going, people are actually gonna ask for music and that's different. That's different. And I'm riding around in my car, I'm gonna play whatever the fuck comes on on shuffle because there's nobody in this world. You never think about just like driving having like certain songs play and just vibing out no my thing is my thing is i like to be surprised by what music because sometimes i don't even remember half the songs i have in my playlist yeah you could have like a huge ass playlist and put it on shuffle that's fine but just have a vibe in mind that you want to go for but see that sounds like too much work already because it's not too much work it literally takes like five seconds to think of songs that you want to put in the playlist and then you just keep adding to it yeah i do um, what's it? Uh, Mo Bamba and <laughs> remember when that was the thing? Mo Bamba and just um, Sicko Mode, Sicko Mode back to back. <laughs> was that literally in the same year? I feel like it. I no, I don't think it was. Man, Mo Bamba, bro. Oh my god. Sheck West, Sheck West. I don't bro. think I've ever listened to Mo Bamba like like the whole song. I haven't either. I just fuck <gasps> shit. That's the only the only reason I've heard that song so often is because um of I went to Day in Vegas and um Rolling Loud. That's literally that's they would no 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 Day in Vegas. Literally, you heard that every set. You heard no not in between every set. You would hear that like you know was even there. Yeah, he was. He was. But they were. It, between every brief intermission when, you know, artists are setting up and, you know, there's there's a brief period where nobody's coming on, that's all you would hear every single second. And everybody was vibing to it. Every, Mo Mama's, Mo Bamba's one of those songs where you just, you hear it and you just feel it. Maybe. I mean, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? I don't, I've never listened to the song. You've never, you, have you never, I'm pretty sure you know. I, I've heard it, I've heard the song, I just never like, went on my Spotify, put my headphones on and listened to the song. No, it does, Mo Bamba's definitely not one of the songs that you are like, gonna listen or to. Or I've never like, played it anywhere. And like, oh, I wanna listen to Mo Bamba. No, I, 
I never have either, but I'm just saying, Mo Bamba sits a vibe. Does it? I would say, like we were talking about earlier about Travis Scott. Travis Scott and Sheck West go hand in hand because they give off the same type of vibe. Yeah, I mean, I think Shaq West is kind of underrated, bro. Is he? I think his, uh, you know what? We will come on next week and you will give your thoughts on Sheck West after we listen to his whole music, bro. But I have a few Shaq West songs I actually like. Okay. It's not like I like I love him on Shaq West. Well, I mean that's and he had really he had a really good feature on Heaven and Hell. Ooh. Well, I mean that just I just feel like you know I some artists. Getting, I think he's given small doses, and I really like his his style, his vibe. Like he's able to use like you know I, I don't know he's cool. He's cool. Cool guy. The so Mobamba not really never really listened to. Mo Bamba's crazy, bro. Mo Bamba, um, Mosh Pits, bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, We've been going on for hour 15. You want to keep going or you want to cut it? Oh, we can, we can cut it. I'm, I'm... Oh, actually, 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 we have, do you want to get to the other topics we want to, just, cause, well, what cause, are the topics? Okay. What are the topics talking about? Um, do you want to talk about, um, um, OnlyFans? We're just going to do a 180, just talk about OnlyFans, kid. Let's... Do you want to talk I mean, about it, or do you want to talk about it briefly? I kind of want to ask like a few questions about OnlyFans because, like, I think there's a lot of different. Perspectives. Are you asking me the questions, or are I you think asking... there's gonna be questions we both can answer? I'm just gonna propose the question. Okay. And, you know, whatever. Okay, but before we get to that, what I wanted to bring up was Tyga's making his own competitor to OnlyFans. He's gonna be greedy. Okay. Anyways. Go back to your proposing your question. I that's just so. This is the overarching theme. These are I, these are little. My quick opinion on Tiger is I haven't even looked into it, but he's gonna get greedy on that site and he's gonna want all the money. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, we can talk into it more detail, but you know, propose your questions on OnlyFans. Um. So I'm not gonna. I'm not even embarrassed to say this, but of course I have an OnlyFans account. Um. And uh, I don't follow a whole bunch of people. Let's try this a little lightly. Uh, okay, try let's try this a little lightly. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm just gonna say I have an OnlyFans account. I follow a few friends on there. Friends? Yeah, I have a few friends, a few girls <laughs> that uh, you know have OnlyFans, and I follow them. Well, you're a supportive person, then. Yeah, I'm supportive, and uh, two of them, their subscriptions are free, so like I don't have to pay. <laughs> you're gonna hate me for asking. You beat your shit to it. No. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. I don't, I've never actually looked, looked on their page or anything. I've just supported them. And like, well, it's free, so how are you really yeah, supporting them? I have bought, like, one or two of, of my friends' only fans. And, and I'm not even going to cap. Like, have, I have, you know, been on the Twitter late nights, and I've seen a few, you know, girls that just had to get their only fans. Okay, but you just, you just, you just said two different statements. I know. Let's, let's, let's say, let, okay. He does not beat his shit to his friends. Yes. Okay. Just no, because you you said something and then you kept going. And I know. You added. Just, those are two different things. Okay, like, I know. I just wanna. I just wanna like, get that out there. Literally, my usage of OnlyFans when I've ever used it is yeah. I have my like, I have my friends that I follow on there because I'm supporting them, and also I will subscribe to a girl just to see something. And I'll quickly unsubscribe after. If that makes any sense. Like I'm not following. I'm not like being like a tenuous subscriber. Like, I'll, I want to check something out, and I'll be like, oh, it's a dollar or something? Sure, I'll check it out. Okay. How good could that really be, then? It's a dollar. <laughs> well, some girls know their demographic. If you've ever, uh, you know, if you follow, like, Adam Train 2, 
his girlfriend has OnlyFans, and her OnlyFans is only five bucks, right? It's uh-huh. five bucks, and it's it's five bucks because it it opens the door for a lot of people to subscribe, and you're gonna make more money off of it because the subscription. People are gonna subscribe. And then they cheap. they send you all the they the they have you behind a paywall basically. Well, you... she just, I don't even know if she has a paywall, but I'm just no, no 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 I'm not talking about a paywall, but then to see the good stuff they always have a paywall. Yeah, but like if a girl has something that's like you know twenty dollar OnlyFans, sure there's gonna be guys that will buy that, but most guys probably won't buy that because it's like that's not really worth it. So it's like you're kind of limiting your demographic, but also it's your body. You want your own, like your own work. To and the, that was the whole. That was the whole pull of OnlyFans. It was giving you, you the creator, more say in who gets to see. Not not you know like you know like the traditional route was either go on Pornhub and like do that or the Pornhub has a. Or be it be go on Twitter and post you know your stuff on there. Like Twitter, okay. Twitter has a, a fans only thing coming out too, right? I have no idea. For fans or something, this. But you have to like sign up for it and be approved. You can't just do it because I think like a few uh, people signed up and they weren't approved for it. Well, I mean, because that makes sense, you know. Because the I feel like I feel like Twitter learned from OnlyFans instead of just letting us everybody get on there and doing crazy wild shit on there. You know, because I feel like that's what, you know, drove out some sponsors, whatever. You select and pre-approve some and, you know, authorize who also, can be on Also, Twitter's them. a lot bigger than OnlyFans. They're, like, a huge conglomerate. They're, like, a huge company. OnlyFans is relatively new, and they're, they started out really, really small. So they don't have they didn't have the capacity to really take on what they have going on. Like, well, they basically it's like a small developer does not expect a huge boom like yeah. like with video games like Fall Guys if you think of um, another game we should probably check out Splitgate you know a lot of people are playing that yeah but also and like think, Among Us and things like that but yeah those are different things in the sense that like OnlyFans has is really on thin ice because if you're you know you have a small dev team you have a small whatever it's a small project that's what you anticipate yeah small project you can't really filter everything right there's Uh gonna be crack there's cracks even on bigger scale like twitter or instagram like people get food on things right Uh but on the bigger stage those companies are able to keep their sponsors because they have their name behind them and they're able to keep up with whatever's going on their platform and whatever happens on there and they give it, that sure assurance that you know in the really, future it this really, is not going to be allowed or, yeah it's not really reflected on them whereas like yeah if i'm a huge com- a huge company and like only fans is like struggling to keep up with all the content that's being put on there and like you know they get like a lawsuit about child you know whatever or I'm usually just, where things leave yeah through. so like I'm not gonna put my money into that or invest into it because it's not something that's viable and they could like literally just tank in like a few months or whatever. But back to what I was saying, um, yeah, I have OnlyFans, I've used it, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, are you, or would you use OnlyFans after this? Um... You're like cons- if you're a cons- no, I'm not saying you for like thinking that. I'm just saying like as a consumer, like you you got OnlyFans or whatever. Would you use OnlyFans after this? Okay. The thing is, you know, you want to think of oh, what's gonna be on there, yeah. and if it's something that interests you, 
like say it's like you're into like lingerie pics or whatever you know if you're into like the softer things you know if that's all that's going to be allowed on there are you going to be into that and if so then that's still going to you are still going to be subscribing to some because you're going to go there to follow the girls you whatever you know whoever you are following you're going to go there expecting that because that's what is what's allowed on there and that's what you yeah, want some guys like the teens exactly so that's so i feel like in that sense if that's what you're going on there for it's going to be more of a uh, it's going to be more of well, OnlyFans has always been what you're into that's who you're subscribed to but i feel like now that you know like you know a lot of like porn stars they make it to put like a separate revenue stream on there but now they can't really do all that so i feel like that's gonna it's not gonna be off-putting but it's gonna be like you know well i mean there's different sites for it it's just that only fans is the one that's most successful and everyone knows about um, well not really the most successful it's more of like for you for you are give no, no no you are the creator is given the um this avenue where they can make a lot more money on it because you're in charge of everything. You set your prices. People come to watch your things. You can then send people like things and set your prices on it. You know, people can DM you on there or well, I don't. Also Snapchat. But Snapchat is more of like you know. But I feel like I feel like Snapchat isn't really viewed as that. People don't really go on Snapchat. Uh, I don't think you really know what Snapchat's about. Who the fuck cares about Snapchat? I'm just right? saying that Snapchat has another premium, has a premium service. That Do they? Cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, premium... Dude, Snapchat is Snapchat. You, If you're going to Snapchat premium, whatever... I, I didn't know anything about Snapchat until I saw Eric's phone. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I thought Snapchat was literally, like, you know, for friends, and, like, I think it's more for, like, close friends, like, just saying. Just to snap people and yeah, you know, add and, keep uh, up with people's day-to-day. A of ours, Eric... Told me a Snapchat and uh, I was like, "Oh my God, this, is this X videos?" <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the thing about OnlyFans is the 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 public's perception of OnlyFans is you're going on there for explicit things. I think the same thing could be said about Snapchat. No, God, no. No, because no, no. after the fact, like. I okay, but that's because your view of it has changed. But the public's perception of Snapchat is. You snap people, keep up. Snapchat is for the sneaky links. I guess. I, cause that's... Literally, I was talk, literally went on a date with a girl, and she said, I don't trust guys that have a Snapchat. <laughs> and I was like, why? And she's like, well, because Snapchat is literally for sneaky links and porn. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. So, I think the perception of Snapchat is, is, is the horny app. Okay, <laughs> what else? What other questions you got about OnlyFans? Where, where, what do you think is going to become of this? Like, where are all these people going to go? Uh, tigers. No, I mean... <laughs> tigers, my friend. Like, do you think they're going to try to get jobs? Or do you think that they're going to, like, just try to find another platform to go on? Like, um, what platform would they go to? Because it would have to be a platform with a large following already. I feel like... I feel like... I don't believe that go- this is going to be the end all of those so-called OnlyFans well, yeah, they're, just, they're gonna still exist no 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 no, no. I'm, say, I'm saying they're not gonna leave the platform altogether because that'd be a stupid thing because you know you have your audience here 
what they're going, what I feel like they're going to do is fill out the water, you know, definitely try and figure out what's, what are these new agreements? What are these new terms? What is it? What is and isn't allowed? And, you know, if, you know, some, some girls, you know, they don't feel comfortable making it, but it's just like, they get so many requests of it. So it's like, you kind of have to give in and, you know, exactly. So I feel like now with now, since, you know, whatever is or isn't allowed you can't ask for it anymore you're gonna have to find it somewhere else so well, i feel like i guess well i think it leaves i think yeah some girls will definitely try to like stay within the guidelines but i think only fans is going to continue to try to make moves to move away from sexual content just 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 a something similar to this is twitch so twitch mm-hmm. Twitch has what's called hot tub streams, and you, and you it makes you want like a lot of like. Um, it's like a genre. Yeah, it... yeah, subgenre. You know. Oh, is it like its own thing? Yeah, because yeah, you know if you've been on Twitch, there's like just talking, just chatting or whatever, and there's like gaming. There's re- there's a bunch of different shit, but so basically, hot tub streams have become prominent on there because it doesn't necess you can't really show like. Cause girls on bikinis and stuff like really, really like skimpy shit. You can't really show it on Twitch, but I guess if you're in a hot tub, it was yeah yeah. So people found this loophole in it. So then this then became a thing where if you're in your if you can then wear a bikini, you know, wear skimpy shit, you know, attract viewership through doing these methods. And that was allowed on there. How much do they get away with on there? I've never really been on Twitch. Um, I don't know much about it, but I know a lot of people were up in arms about it because well, it was it was a really big popular thing. So you know, Twitch. If you're not watching this person's stream, you're on this person's stream. But you know, a lot of people were going on Twitch to watch these hot tub streamers. But my thing is okay. I get like the Twitch streamer. That's like a meme. Like girls like getting away with as much as they can on it, right? Uh. My thing is, why are guys on these sites to begin with? Mike, don't 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 be this. No, no, I don't. Don't I'm not, be I'm not this. Saying, like, I'm not don't s- be this shining knight. No, why are you guys no, 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 doing no, 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 this? I don't, think, I don't think you get what I'm saying. Like, I get that some guys like to pay for things and like they like to be. Like, they feel more a part of it and they feel like they have a connection uh-huh. to these girls because they're paying, right? But literally, cam girls exist. But. How exactly do you know about? But see, I feel like cam girls is more of a thing that you have to know exists. No, I feel like everyone knows that a cam girl exists because you you literally have never been on any other like any kind of site that there's like an ad or something. For them. Well, I think th- I feel like that's a different gen, gen, not a different generation, but I feel like older, older, older. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just gonna come out and say older porn watchers know about cam girls. But you know this new generation, OnlyFans has become the prevent like the prominent thing that people okay, are. We're not talking about OnlyFans. We're talking about Twitch, which has been around for a long time. No, I know, I get that, but, but I'm just like, if I'm you're just... on Twitch, right? Uh-huh. If you're a subscriber to these girls and you know you're just watching this, what well, this is the thing. This is the Twitch to um to watch streams. You don't to support. You have to like pay whatever, you know, like whatever. 
but to just follow them, you can just follow them and watch their streams. You don't have to pay. Okay, exactly the same thing with cam girls. You can literally just watch them and not pay anything. Uh, but I'm saying, yeah, these guys like to pay or like to subscribe and like to watch these girls or whatever. But there's like different ways to do this where you could get more for what you're viewing for. Well, I think, I think, like, why I is think. It such a, why is it such like a popular thing for guys to like to watch like these streams of girls that are like, kind of being suggestive but not really because and, it's it's like like we were talking about earlier it's all about the tease but they know? also tease on these cam sites too no but you know if you're going on cam girls you're gonna expect you're gonna something they're gonna it's not it's not it's more of like oh wh what are they gonna do now like you know if you go on cam girls you're gonna see something so it's like it's not really it's not really building up like it's not building an image up in your head or like it's not building the suspense that you're looking for. Whereas Twitch, you know, if it's a beautiful girl, you know, like that has a nice body, you know, you're just like, shit, maybe you'll catch a glimpse of something some way, somehow, so, you know? So is there like a huge audience for that? I just don't understand it. Well, yeah, if you think of like the big Twitch streamers like, that don't really show their like bodies off like I that. I used to watch streams. Well, I mean, like this is the thing. This is the thing. Um, if you think of Pokemane, like uh -huh. she does not like on Twitch. She doesn't wear like these very like she's all for just video games and things yeah, like that. Face cam, very very PG, very vanilla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you type in um um Pokemane compilations, cause she's brought it up and like other like YouTubers have talked about like she's very sexualized. Because they'll have like these thick compilations, like of her I just. Those are all joy, like jokes. No, because it's literally. <laughs> look, in the, literally, look in the comments, bro. Just look in I the comments. I thought it was like an ongoing meme that she was not sexualized, and people were just like, "Oh, look at this thick," and it's just like a picture of her eyebrow or something. No, God, you. I don't know how long ago this was, but no. I never. YouTube like, is a different beast, bro. People actually like make these compilations. With the intent of actually saying she's thick, like, or like Mike, look, look in the comments of these. But I thought videos, it was like, a, like they were trolling and being like a troll. No, 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 God, no, God, no. Because literally, she doesn't show anything, and it's not like you've actually seen. Anything. What she's been around for years, so she's bound to slip up. How are you, bro? Because because you you fail you fail to understand the How lengths the Mike, Mike Mike you you fail to understand the lengths that horny guys will go to Okay you know? I get that but how do you slip up when you're literally just showing your face and No never Mike cuz she gets up cuz she streams for hours she gets up she just dresses Well then it's her fault for her body being in the cam Oh fuck my fucking bad. If you're gonna, cause these streamers go on streams for six okay, plus hours, if, whatever. I know for a fact that if I get up and the, my you know thighs or my you know whatever's in the in the frame. Well, it's I, not her fault. She has a body, Mike. Okay, I understand. You, <laughs> what do you want her to do? Okay, but for example, if I'm Facetiming somebody or if I'm talking to anybody on the phone, I know the angles that will show. Like my face or whatever else. But this is the thing. It the streams most of the times it's just like a webcam or whatever, a good camera, just placed above right above their monitors or whatever, just so it gets a good view of like their upper body, whatever, you know? Well, 
it's like it's like she doesn't choose the angles unless she's. I just I just think that if this was something I hated and didn't like, and it was like something I didn't want, I would do my best in my best ability to. Mike, not... who doesn't like who doesn't like people people drooling over them? You know? Okay, I get that. I'm just saying, like, if you're, I guess, the consensus I've seen from like when she talks about it is she doesn't like it. I mean, it's 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 a normal thing. She's a girl. Yeah, but guys are gonna guys, girls are gonna girl. Whatever. It's just it's just the thing is she just it's been around for so long that you know she kind of just can't get away with. I guess what I'm trying to say is is she doing reverse psychology as in she doesn't she's saying she doesn't want you to do it, but she does these very minute things just to fill up the hype. Yeah, because I remember Keemstar was talking about how she was going to do a hot tub stream. And she did. She followed through on it. But the thing was, she wore a shirt of, you know, those you know those stupid ass shirts that you buy like at gas stations. It's like bikini or whatever. Like the, on the shirt itself, it's like a body in a bikini. So that's what she wore in it. And then people were hyping it. Like legit people were hyping it up. Hella people viewed it. Just for that to happen. So she's just trolling. Yes, yes. You know, I feel like to stay as relevant as she does, you have to play into a certain element of trolling. Because she knows her audience is just, like, 13-year-old boys and, like, that are, like, horny over her and, like, don't understand it. But it's just, like, it's just, like, like, she she's on TikTok now. And recently on TikTok, I remember, um... It came up, or, or or I watched like a drama video or something like fucking some drama YouTuber was talking about how um you know they're asking her to make an OnlyFans and then like you know when you're just scrolling on the algorithm like on TikTok anything pops up you never know what's popping up next so then uh, what popped up was a video of her you know so it was basically like she was running away from the camera it was like you know how on TikTok you can like post a question up. Mm. So it's like, oh, when you're when uh, you're um, nobody. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like basically it was it was like, oh, when when are you gonna make it OnlyFans? And she's just running away from the camera. So you know, it builds that certain type of hype because you're just like, oh, maybe she will, maybe she won't. You know, you just have to stick around and find out. Oh, and I feel like if she ever was to make an OnlyFans, it'd be vanilla ass content, content, because she's um a cosplayer. So she does cosplay on stream and stuff. So it'd be stuff like that. Mm. So it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, also her, as you said, her demographic is like thirteen year old boys, and I don't think she should be like trying. To well, I'm not saying that's her actual gen- general demographic. Okay, what adult man is watching Pokemon? A Pokemon, whatever it is. Me. You <laughs> watching it? No, no, I don't watch Pokemon. Well, I'm just saying, like, I. I I don't have time to watch streams for one. The streams are like. Well, I mean, she posts YouTube videos too. I know, but like that kind of content doesn't really appeal to me because like it's just not. I like things that are more informative. Mike is on a different consciousness. No, it's not that. Mike has ascended. I like that. I like that kind of stuff when I was like a kid. I like watching other people play video games and stuff when I was a kid. I'll still watch some of that stuff now, but more of as in like an informational thing, like oh. Like, let me see how they get past this level. Well, just... Also, I feel like it also, you know, if you like her personality or the type of person she is, she plays into that over, like, 
over exaggerated like like yeah fuck you like you, you know like old youtube like you know when you would watch like youtubers back in the day they'd be like yeah fuck you like you know just shit like that you know that would play up shit yeah, exactly but as i'm saying that kind of stuff i was more interested in when i was a kid mm-hmm. like i used to watch you know PewDiePie, iDubs, all these guys that were like personalities just on, just on that just on that note that boy PewDiePie is retired bro he basically just makes like Reaction reaction videos. He doesn't need to do anything. He's like a multi-millionaire. Yeah, no, I'm, I know, but I'm saying, I, I was just, I was just, I he was, was just wondering. Before YouTube too. Was he? Yeah, his family is like rich. Are they? Yeah. I don't think they were. Uh, yes. Are they? Bro, he literally started out with like a top tier like setup, like his first YouTube videos. Like <laughs> he had like gear. Like he wasn't like he wasn't like KSI out the cuts. <laughs> KSI was on the cuts with the, the, the Target mic and the Target headset. Well, I mean, <laughs> KSI built his fan base and... He still doesn't use Windows. Like, <laughs> like, KSI was, like, from the bottom up type of... YouTube. He's, like, one of those anomalies that, you know, like, just make it out through pure just wit. And not wit, but just, like, yeah, personality and just sticking with it. Because if yeah. you look at his fucking brother, and you're just like, what the fuck? How are you guys related? How are you guys make? How are you guys from the same family? His brother is just as successful as he is, almost. God no. His... No, like not as in like they're like the same, but like if you if you think about it, right? Like KSI, they all successful, and his brother's like right behind him. His brother is off of his brother's fame because he's know, KSI's brother. You could. Okay, you could be, like, you can't, like, okay, like, look at the Jackson family, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson is, like, one of the greatest pop stars of all time, right? Yep. How many of his siblings are even remember? <laughs> Janet Jackson. That's it. Because she actually had some talent. Everyone else is, like, They're whatever. just living off of his fame. Well, not even that. They're just, like, they're not even, they don't even have their own following. Whereas Deji actually has his own following and actually... Well, because it's easier for YouTubers than it is, I would say, music artists. Because okay. music artists, to follow music artists, you have to either, one, like their personality, their music, whatever. But if they're not making content for anybody, you know, you can't really follow anything about them if they're not putting anything for you to follow. I guess. I feel like there just has to be some kind of likability there and some kind of talent. You can't just related to someone that's famous and be and make it too. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not famous. I'm no, just I'm, saying I know I'm just saying I, I just don't think that him his brother being famous is the only reason why he's is uh, successful. I, I feel like he had to put in some work himself too. Who cares, bro? Yes. Alright, alright, Mike. I think we've gone on long enough. We're at an hour 41. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up. I haven't eaten all day. I haven't either. I'm probably just gonna go home and. Bro, you're getting food. Fuck no. I'll buy Anyways, so that was today's episode. A little little jumbled up bullshit that we usually. This takeaway is um, new music and. Buy as many OnlyFans as you can while you can. <laughs> no music Get in all the that way. content. Eat it all up. Screenshot. Hopefully. Screen record. Don't do that, actually. That's illegal. No, you can't do definitely that. do not do that. <laughs> you respect can't. These, respect privacy. Don't download this shit. 
Just oh. buy it and view it while you can, and then you know. And if you're ever looking for it, just hop on Reddit. Reddit's Reddit's. Oh, you trying to incriminate us, man? This this is not information we should be sharing. Reddit. Reddit does not exist. Reddit is a clean Christian app. Do not, do not go to Reddit. Reddit you go only on Reddit when you have very, very serious questions about your serious wants and your needs. Yes, Reddit does not have anything explicit. Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing at all. All right, guys. Okay. So with that being said, that is going to wrap up today's episode. This is, of course, Christian. Labeling by. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in for next week's episode where we do similar shit about similar things about different topics. Goodbye.